Radio. Never give up, never give in. The ones who will work are the ones who will win. Are you a doer or a dreamer? Are you creative and energized? We'll find out how to get your juices pumping when the success sisters are in the coaching corner coming right up on Star Style. Be the star you are with Cynthia Bryan and Libby Gill. Hey, have you got a minute? Huh? I'm going to say a word. You tell me what comes to mind. Are you ready? Okay. Tchaikovsky. Gesundheit. Okay, what's the word? No, see, that is the word. What does Tchaikovsky make you think of? I don't know. Allergy season? Uh, hey there, how you doing? What's up? Who's Martha Graham? Mm, she invented the graham cracker. No kidding. Yeah, before her there was only soda crackers. Hard to imagine. Uh, hey young lady? Yeah? Uh, does the name Man Ray mean anything to you? Duh. The man ray is a kind of poisonous jellyfish, and it lives in the Gulf of Mexico. Aha! It's very deadly. Are your kids as well-rounded as they could be? Kids who participate in the arts do better in school and in life. To learn more about the value of arts education, visit americansforthearts.org. Because all kids should get to appreciate Tchaikovsky's music, Martha Graham's dance, and man ray's photography. Art. Ask for more. A public service message brought to you by Americans for the Arts and the Ad Council. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Radio's finest program of positive book talk, Star Style B, the star you are. The Success Sisters are in the studio today. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Libby Gill. And we are delighted to be your personal growth success coaches right here every week on the airwaves, bringing you the best advice to make your life a more fulfilled one. So get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams through a positive book show. In today's show, we're going to find out if you are a dreamer or a doer in our Success Sisters segment with Libby Gill. And, of course, our um, our wonderful coaching corner where... We have always something fantastic going on. Our second segment features award-winning writer Vicki Craig, and she's going to talk about her new book project, Letters to God. And then we're going to relearn the ancient secrets of facial rejuvenation with Victoria Malgilner in segment three. So a great show for you. My purpose in providing you this radio program is to communicate to you that you already possess everything you need to be the writer, the producer, the director, and the star of your own life. We want you to smile, have fun, and be willing to be wild and wacky. And you just were listening to the theme song to Be the Star You Are, written specifically for us from the legendary Frankie Lane, 1913 to 2007. What a crooner he was. We appreciate you, Frankie. Well, the Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Libby Gill for professional life coaching. Please visit www.libbygill.com. And this is a quote from Sandra Ann Taylor. Sometimes the universe doesn't give us exactly what we want when we want it because there's actually something better down the road. How true is that? Well, as I said earlier, in our success corner right now, Libby and I are sitting and we are ready to start coaching you and we're going to be talking about the difference between doers and dreamers and finding out what the balance is and find out whether you are creative or a contemplative type or the kind of person that is a take action kind of Go get her. Well, I can already tell from your voice, Cynthia. I, I mean, I know what you are anyway, but today you sound even more pumped than usual. So <laughs> clearly, I think we're going to figure out where you fall on the spectrum. Well, I, I know definitely where I fall. And I know that, you know, I have a lot of different clients and it, they're always wondering the same thing. So this is a great topic for today. So Libby, why don't you talk to us? Tell us a little bit something from uh, one of your clients. You, I know you have a zillion stories. Well, you know, it's the whole idea of being a dreamer or a doer, it, it's nothing new. It's just a new way to look at it and get a handle on it for yourself because there are so many people that um, 
that default to one or the other and sort of ignore the idea of linking the two together. And there's a, a client that I have who is this full of ideas. He is just, you know, he can come up with an idea and a plan for anything, but there's one problem, and that is, He's all talk and no action. Mm, that does not work. It that doesn't, doesn't work. work. It's no, great it's... to be a dreamer, but you've got to take action on those dreams, or right. what good is it? Exactly. And then if you think at the other end of the spectrum, and this is where actually most of my clients fall because they're all about go, 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 let's take action, let's move forward, but they don't necessarily stop and assess do the internal homework to figure out where that action is supposed to take them. So they're they're ignoring the dreaming side, the reflection, the the internal vision side of the process. And these two people, the the guy who's got all the creative ideas but never acts, and then at the other end, the people who are always on the the go 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 but never take time to contemplate or think about where that action is supposed to take them. They represent that entire spectrum from dreaming to doing. And once you figure out where you fall on that spectrum, because it's not, you're not an either or and you're not one or the other all the time. You can be a little bit of both. But to understand where your default is, to understand where you live most of the time, where, as people love to say, where your comfort zone is, then you can figure out how to compensate and move in the other direction. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes total sense. And I know for me, I think I'm a really good balance of both. Uh, especially these days, because I am a big dreamer. I believe in dreaming big, but I'm also a person that takes action on my dreams. And I know I have one client, Libby, who we went for a walk, and he said to me, Cynthia, what do you think is my greatest uh, asset? Because he was kind of in a life change, and he was trying to figure out, you know, where was he going and what what did he need? And I said, your greatest asset is that you're a dreamer. But more than that, you make dreams come true. And I think that was the secret, is he had tons and tons of dreams, and some would fail, but he always took action to make things move forward. Right. It's that idea of not sitting on the sidelines, of actually jumping in and doing it. And i got to tell you, I was much more of a dreamer. I was pretty good about taking action on behalf of other people's dreams, but I didn't move forward too much on my own. And I sat for a long time on the, the dream of writing a book. Of I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to own my own business. And I've thought about those things for years. And it was really when I got to that point in my mid or late 40s that I thought, you know, I better do something about this. I'm not getting any younger. I need to combine and link that internal sense of vision with the external action. And I just want to say your book, Traveling Hopefully, is all about that. And if you haven't picked up, all of you listeners out there, a her book, Libby Gill's Traveling Hopefully, you need to do that. Go to LibbyGill.com because it is fantastic, fantastic book. And, you know, Libby, I probably I wanted just to mention probably one of the reasons you weren't taking so much action and you were dreaming it is because you were so involved in helping other people live their dreams. Would you think that might be part of it? Well, I think that's true, and I also think it's a great excuse. Yeah, hey, uh, you know what? I love people who own up to those excuses. Yeah, that's a good one. And, you know, thanks for sharing that because so often we can say it's an excuse, but the reality is you weren't doing it, right? And what I find is, is... People's excuses are usually pretty good. They're usually pretty valid. You know, they don't have enough time. They don't have enough money. They're too old. They're too young or whatever. They're all rational and logical. It's just when you decide that they're rational and they make perfect sense in your world, but you're going to ignore them and move forward anyway. So what we have to realize is our success step number one mm-hmm. is to recognize that there is a continuum from dreaming to doing, and no one is going to do one or the other all the time. Right. It's okay. about understanding what that continuum is and where you fall. So, like I've done with you before, Cynthia, I'm going to put you to work. Uh oh, uh oh. Okay. Well, I'm I'm ready, Libby. I'm I ready. Know. I know. You're always. <laughs> I, I love to play. Let's okay. play. So, every everybody who's listening, I want you to get get a pencil or a pen or something and, and just jot down a number because I'm going to have you go through ten. I'm going to I'm going to make ten statements. And I want to help you understand where you fall in this range of dreamer to doer. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to listen to each statement and then write down, rate yourself on a 1 to 10 scale. 1 means you strongly agree with the statement, and 10 is that you strongly disagree, and, of course, anywhere in between. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. Here's the first one. When I run into a problem at work or at home, I'd rather think it through than take action to solve it. So, Cynthia, if you say that's completely me, I strongly agree that's a one. If you say that's not me at all, 
That would be a ten or anywhere in between. You know, I'm an in, I'm in between. Guess I, you know, hate to qualify these questions, That's but okay. That's but how I you think get the one to ten. Yeah, I think sometimes is like if it's a problem that I know I can fix, then I'll jump right in. Otherwise, I definitely think it through. I'm going to give myself a five on that okay, one. Okay, that's a five. Okay, the next statement. When contemplating a big change in my life, I consult others for advice before making a move. I des- definitely do that. I always listen to my intuition, but I would definitely do that. I would give myself an eight there. An eight. And as you see, there's there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just understanding what you are. Yeah, and I think there's that's something that you're making clear here is there's no right or wrong whether you're a dreamer or a doer, but the key is to get a balance somehow. Exactly. Okay, the next statement. It's not necessary for people to warn me to look before I leap. Oh, sometimes it is. I tend to be a jumper. I'm going to give myself a seven. A seven. Okay. No, wait a minute. Is no, that, that right? Wait a minute. No, oh, that's great. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm going to give myself a um, four. Okay, four. Because you do need an occasional warning to slow you down. Right. Okay. I do sometimes. You know that. Okay. <laughs> When I find myself in personal or professional situations that make me miserable, I usually understand how I got there. Mm, I'm going to give myself... Um, I, I attempt to be honest with myself, but sometimes I'm going to give myself a four there, too. Okay, a four. I now, think that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty strong in understanding okay. where I've been. You know, there are those people who say... How did I end up here? Yes. You know, 20 years later, how did I get in this marriage or in this relationship or in this job that I can't stand? I was a little bit more like that myself. Yeah, I think that we all are. You know, we all do that. Okay, next statement. I sometimes feel that I'm being directed by some form of inner guidance or unseen wisdom. That I am more strong on. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to give myself a three. A three. Okay. I would re- rather rely on gut instinct than market research. Uh, I need both. I, I definitely rely on my gut, but I also want to go with the market research. So I'm going to go five because I'm definitely very balanced on mm-hmm. that one. That sounds good. Okay. Now, this is a little different one. The idea of a silent retreat during which I don't talk, watch television, or listen to the radio for several days appeals to me. Boy, that one doesn't appeal to me, Libby. No, I can't imagine. <laughs> Why would that Gee, not I be? can't imagine. I mean, I feel like I'm talking all the time. Although I will say, and I said this on one other show before, is that I tend to be a loner a lot mm-hmm. where I am very silent, but I don't really want to go on a retreat. I will do it on my own. So let's see. That means I would more disagree, so I'm going to give myself a seven. Right. Now, see, that one sounds like heaven to me. You would like a retreat. Yeah, I would like that. Well, I mean, I don't watch television, and it's not that I need to listen to the radio, but but not to be able to talk, I don't know. So you're, what are you, what would you say on that? Is that a one for you? No, it's like probably a three. A three, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, we can be so different, and, you know, it's it's so cool. All right. Next is, I generally trust my own judgment more than other people's. I generally trust my own judgment. Yes, I'm going to give myself a two. Okay. And it may be between a one and a two because I definitely, I trust my judgment. Okay, good. I avoid acting impulsively or making snap decisions. Yes, I definitely, I would give myself a four there. I'm, I'm, I am a quick decision maker, but I'm not impulsive. I try to weigh the situation. Okay. And that was a four. A four. And the last one here. No decision is better than the wrong decision to me. No decision is better than the wrong decision. Now, see, that one to me is one of these questions. In my opinion, if you make no decision, it is the wrong decision because no decision is a decision. Well, I agree with that. That's a trick question. No, no, right? so you would, making, so, not making a decision is better than making the wrong decision. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I would definitely make a decision. So I would say I'm going to go with probably a one. Okay. There, because I would definitely make a decision. And if it's wrong, I take responsibility. Now, that would go the other way. So no decision is better than the wrong decision. You disagree with that statement. Oh, I, it's the wrong. Yeah, I disagree with that. So, so what am I doing? A 10? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I disagree with it. I disagree. Yeah, I'm a 10. Sorry. Okay. Uh-oh. Thank you. So now, see, this is why I need a life coach here. Well, Cynthia, now comes the scary part where we have to do math. Oh, my gosh. that's <laughs> That is scary. Okay. Hope so you have a calculator. You, do you have your you have a calculator in front of you? No, I don't. But okay, I'll add it in my head. I'll show. All right. So you what did I have? I'll talk. So what I what I want everybody to do is just add up their scores. Just add up what you rated yourself on each of those ten statements. 
so you can see where you fall within the continuum because we're going to go back and look at where where that rating puts you, what category that puts you in. And the second step there, now that we've understood that there is a continuum from the inner contemplative side of you to the action, risk-taking, doing side of you, the second step here is to really find that default, to understand where you fall within that range so that you can begin to learn to compensate for your less dominant side. Well, I just added my score up, and if I did my math right, I'm a 52. 52. Okay. Well, now, see, I can't do math at all, so you're way ahead of me. Well, I'll tell you, I kind of, I did it very simply. I just added the number one and number two and then added two to three, and okay. I just kept getting it doing All that. right, so here's where, here's where we are. So Were you keeping score for you, by the way? No, I wasn't. Oh. I know where I am. Okay. I've done this before. Uh, I'm not too far off from you, a little, little bit off, but uh, I will fall in the same category. Okay. Okay, so now here's what everybody want, what I want everybody to do is to look at that score, just like you scored your 52 there. And the idea is to, to find out where you fall within this continuum so that you can begin to, to shore up your, not to play to your dominant strength all the time, but to begin to, to compensate for where you are. Okay? So, The idea is to have that internal insight to know where you want to go and then to be able to take the external steps to get you there. So now that you've added up your score, if you fall anywhere in the 10 to 33 range, because you've got to have at least 10 if you've answered all of those questions. That's right, because even if you answered them all one, you'd have a 10. All right. That would make you the internal dreamer. This is somebody who's in touch with the internal voice and may have a very clear sense of self-guidance, meaning that you're able to trust your intuition, but you may not always take very swift or appropriate action when you hit an obstacle or when you set a goal. So it's good to be an internal uh, dreamer. However, you need to be able to take the action. Right. And anybody who has scored in that 10 to 33 range, you know this about yourself. You're a dreamer. You tend to be, and and even if you don't consider yourself a, a dreamy type of person or a creative person, this means you're thoughtful. It could also be analytical, that you're thoughtful, that you're analytical, that you'd rather stay in your head about something than taking action. Now you know where you need to compensate. Okay, the next category, and this is where you fall, Cynthia, is 34 to 67, and that's the balance, the dreamer who takes action, the dreamer who does. And these are people who are usually able to find that, that fulcrum, that balance between the internal vision and the external action. And these are people who are, are generally more intuitive, they're very self-aware, and take their own point of view as, as well as other people's viewpoints into account before they act. So your point of view is very much important, just like you said, but you do also consult others. Well, you know, I think that's a real key, and I, I will admit, you know, I haven't always been like this. I've been probably one or the other, but I've really worked on myself over the last 10, 15 years to be more balanced and to dream big, but also to take that step and write the plan and go into action and believe in myself and all the possibilities. And I think that's the key for people is to believe that your, that your viewpoint is important because if you're just doing what everybody else says, then you're really not getting anywhere. You're really going to become wishy-washy. Right. And yet at the same time, you do your research, you do your homework. If it's a business idea, you check out the marketplace, you see if it's viable. If it's a creative idea, you get input, you get feedback from other people. So it's not that you necessarily do it in isolation, but that you you consult yourself first, then you give thoughtful consideration, whether it's a problem or a goal or an obstacle, and then you don't hesitate to act. You move forward with all the data that you've got. I call it an informed decision. After you've gotten all the information, then you can make a decision. And you can make those fairly quickly sometimes. It doesn't mean you take weeks to do that. Or or years. Or years, right. Exactly. To me, that's that's the educated leap of faith. Exactly the same thing. Educated leap of faith. Mm -hmm. I like that word. Okay. Okay, and the last category, and this is the action doer, this is the person who's always doing, is the 68 to 100. And that's when, you know, when people say, if you want something done, ask a busy person. That's, oh, yes. That's, that's a... those people. And these often these are people who stay in this constant sort of whirling dervish kind of motion and sometimes to the point of collapse. And, and we all know these people. And I used to be one of those, uh, Libby. I used to do that, too. Just work, 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 and then I would collapse. Well, when you even look at our vocabulary, it's like the, you know, the Eskimos supposedly have their 50 words for snow. We've got our 50 words for, I'm swamped, I'm busy, I'm underwater, I'm up to the eyeballs, I'm drowning, and it's all these people, and they're all negative phrases, but they're about that constant motion, because in this category, 
these types of, of action momentum people are, can be disappointed in the in the in what they reap at the end of this because they haven't always stopped to think about where they're heading. They're just moving for the sake of moving. One of the things that I love to say is that we are not human doings. We are human beings. Mm -hmm. And so we need to learn to just be. Mm -hmm. And to be is enough. So that's something that if you're a real action person is learn to be just a bit more. Well, I always think when I think about the people that are on that treadmill and they're constantly moving but they're that they, you know, said, why am I working so hard and not being, you know, not getting anywhere I want to go? It's, my son has this pet mouse, and he occasionally will put him in his little, um, little crystal ball, his little acrylic ball, and put him down on the floor so he can roll. And he just, have you seen those little Yeah, balls? he just rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls, and they love him, but they don't, they just keep going, yeah, right? They don't go anywhere. They, they don't go anywhere, yeah. Moving around, bumping into things, because, you know, he, he doesn't know where he wants, or maybe he does, but he doesn't know where he wants to go. And that sounds like, you know, thing. and people, we can do that, can't we? Yeah, right. that can be us. Right. So the step, so let's go over those um, three steps then. Mm -hmm. So what's, step three is then learning to link your internal dreams with your external action. Exactly. So recapping, recap the three steps for us, Okay, to recap, first is to recognize that there is a continuum. There's a spectrum from that internal sense of vision to the taking action and risk-taking. It's not one or the other. It's not either or. It's a range of actions. And secondly, it's to find your default, to know where you're most comfortable, what you typically do. And so you can begin to learn to compensate in the other direction, that you can compensate on the weaker side. So if you're all action all the time, but you're frustrated at the end of it because you haven't taken time to do the internal homework, then stop. Know that about yourself and stop and do plenty of exercises, the things we talk about to get in touch with that inner sense. And if you're the opposite, if you're just always dreaming and never doing, start to learn to take action and hold yourself accountable. And the third step is linking the two. That's when you find that balance between the, the internal sense of vision and the external planning or action in the real world. Well, I always say there's three types of people in life, Libby, those that wonder what happened, those that watch what happened, and those that make things happen. Like so <laughs> we can make things happen, and we can ask ourselves, you know, what's the best thing that can happen if we make this decision? What's the worst that can happen? What's the most likely to happen? And then are you willing to live with the worst to get to the best? And then you can, you know, you can really have a good, uh, you can have a good balance there. Well, but Libby, I want to just follow up on, since we always do some accountability, and we tend to like to do our health and exercise accountability. So how are you doing this week? Check-in time, right? Yes. Well, you know, I've been okay. i got to say I've been on my plan, but truthfully I've been, and that was four, uh, exercising four times a week and eating healthy, but i got to say I'm doing the minimum. I could really step it into high gear. I think it's time to add another layer, and I don't know if that's a uh, another kind of fitness class, but, but often I find that, that the things that are the least utilized besides the public library, which is another story because no one, no one seems to utilize that as much as they should anymore, but our own gym membership, so many of us have gym memberships with the automatic debit, and we don't even use it. You don't use it. Yeah, you don't use it. All right, Libby, so we're going to hold you accountable. Next week when you check in, you're going to be exercising a little bit a more. Little and taking a new class of some kind. And how about you? A new class. Well, this week, uh, I'm, I, you know, I did a kind of a goofy thing. I went to skiing without eating my breakfast and was, and it was very cold and I hadn't slept. And bottom line is, as I just kind of collapsed and I realized I got to have that breakfast. I got to have that rest and I'm I have been stepping up my exercise so that's doing well but I'm you know I'm really having to learn on this learning curve to eat so some breakfast it's important the problem with the breakfast do you not have what's let's well, get to the bottom of it the is bottom it? the bottom line for this week was there wasn't any well, I mean, we were away uh, traveling and there wasn't any food in the place and then we just kind of ran right out and got on the slopes and uh, what it says to me is you know I just like I keep the water with me I better keep an orange or a yogurt or whatever absolutely of course I was flying and they took away my yogurt so I actually attempted it I did have it with me but it was taken away at the uh, security mm -hmm. so I learned a new thing can't take yogurt but yeah so this week um, in the last few days I've been doing great every day I've been having a banana and a yogurt but I did slip up this week yep you just got to make it a priority and figure out how to do it when you travel and That's right. You, you're on the road a lot. I'm on the road, and it, you know the traveling has always been my downfall. So I am working on that, thanks to you. And keep me accountable, please. I am. I'm writing 
travel regimen. We need to figure a that out. A travel regimen. Well, I hope all of you are keeping accountable. Make sure you have an account accountability buddy out there. For more information about getting some life coaching, please go to LibbyGill.com. She's got a plethora of information there on her website. Her book, Traveling Hopefully, is a, a, a bestseller and a must-have on every bookshelf. And for any information about me, Cynthia Bryan, go to CynthiaBryan.com. So you've got LibbyGill.com and CynthiaBryan.com. And, of course, we'll be back with you because we are the Success Sisters. And I'm Cynthia Bryan. And Libby Gill is with me, too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This business of show business is calling out to me. This business of show business is all I want to be. World Talk Radio. Never give up. Never give in. The ones who will work are the ones who will win. If you were to write a letter to God, what would you say? Well, author Vicki Craig offers suggestions coming right up on Star Style. Be the star you are with Cynthia Bryan. Stay with us. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. I'm Mary Hart, and this is AWRT Empowering America. A Cherokee Indian, Wilma was born into a large family on an Oklahoma farm with no electricity or indoor plumbing. Drought forced the family to move to San Francisco. Wilma enrolled at San Francisco State University. Her concern for Native American issues was ignited when a group of university students occupied Alcatraz Island to attract attention to the issues affecting their tribes. Following 14 years of social activism, Cherokee Chief Ross Swimmer asked Wilma to run for election as his deputy. When he was named director of the National Bureau of Indian Affairs, Wilma assumed his duties. In an historic tribal election in 1987, Cherokee Chief Wilma Mankiller became the first woman in modern history to lead a major Native American tribe. Empowering America is sponsored by the Foundation of American Women in Radio and Television and is made possible by the generous support of AT&T, caring for the communities where we live and work. Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio. Be the Star You Are showcases incredible authors and experts who enhance and inspire your life. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 charity dedicated to empowering families and youth at risk through improved literacy and positive message programming like this radio show. Please get involved. Make a donation. Keep our show on the air. Go to be the star you are dot org. And speaking of stars, well, every once in a while, we are allowed the opportunity to meet a special person who truly wants to make a difference in the world. Our next guest is one of these rare individuals. Vicki Craig is a native of Selma, Alabama, a very small historic city with deep religious roots. Recently, she won an honorable mention for her essay in our National Be the Star You Are contest. And I, a little bit about Vicki in the seventh grade, childhood doctors stated that she would probably never amount to much because she was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. However, adversity fuels her fire. God graces enables her. Faith keeps her going. Let's welcome award-winning writer and life survivor, Vicki Craig. Good afternoon, Cynthia. How are you? Oh, I am great. Hi, Vicki. It's so great to have you here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I love the fact of how precocious you were as a child, and boy, did you show those doctors. At, by age 16, you were fluent in French. You graduated with honors, and you received not only your BS from the University of Alabama pre-law 
with a concentration in criminal justice, sociology, and psychology. But you went on to get two more law degrees. Am I correct? Which is yes, thank you. Only about one percent of the population does that. Yes, but I, I, first I want to say I'm honored to receive this award from your organization that promotes such worthwhile causes such as improved literacy, and I commend your mission to help so many people and applaud the implementation of your mission. Oh, thank you, Vicky. Yes, yes. Well, you really, you are not only a survivor, but you, you are a dreamer and a doer, as we were thank talking you. about e- earlier. You make dreams come true. And I was wondering, would you be so kind, would you be willing to read your essay here oh, on the air? Yes. That would be wonderful. So if you could, let's have you read your essay, and then I want to talk to you about your fascinating project that you're doing called Letters to God. Thank you. I am a survivor who helped me, God, my Heavenly Father, and my beloved grandmother. At an early age, my grandmother introduced me to God. She instilled in me early the importance of God. My grandmother constantly told me that with God, all things are possible. I was captivated with my grandmother's staunch reliance on God as her source of strength. My grandmother interjected her innermost thoughts about God, unwavering faith, strong beliefs, and survival, which she communicated to me. Because of my grandmother, I discovered the reason to stay motivated and simultaneously stay on a continuous journey to find and keep a higher power in my life. My grandmother always gave me sound advice, advice regarding life, and especially advice regarding God. As a 10-year-old child, I knew that I could triumph over insurmountable obstacles and survive. When my childhood doctors told me at age 10 that my future was bleak, no hope, for a bright future with respect to occupational endeavors due to a diagnosis of juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, my grandmother took my hand and said, let's write a letter to God. In her own way, my grandmother wrote letters to God every day. I imagined God's post office. I visualized God receiving her mail, i.e. her letters, accepting the words, out of the mouth of my grandmother. I visualized God delivering her packages, answering her prayers. By reading my grandmother's letters to God, I discerned the importance and significance of God. I discovered how she glorified God in troubled times, and in turn, I learned to glorify God in my own life. I developed a lifestyle of clinging onto hope, as well as clinging on to the principles, messages, and concepts that she espoused. Her letters helped to accentuate the living God whom I could not see. Her letters helped to enlighten me about God's ways. Moreover, reading her letters let me know that she still served God despite her circumstances, her trials and tribulations. Her letters showed me how to ask for help from a source other than man, how to pray to God for help when afflictions come, and how to give thanks for surviving. My grandmother's letters also highlighted the fact that she wrote letters to God for many reasons, when she was overwhelmed, carrying burdens, as well as when she was elated, happy. From my grandmother's letters, I learned how to write letters to God. The letters that I wrote to God transformed my life. My life was changed significantly. I developed a relationship with God and developed an overall deeper spiritual understanding of God. Writing letters to God enabled me to conceptualize and connect to God, which pulled me closer to a power much higher than man. I discovered that I was not alone in my tumultuous journey, my battle with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. God was with me. I developed strong faith. I believed in myself, 
despite horrendous pain, I learned to cope. I forged ahead. Consequently, I became a survivor. Be a survivor. Think positive. Be optimistic. Have confidence, no matter the plight. The letters that my grandmother and I wrote to God helped me be a survivor today. Let me share one of my letters. Letter to God. Dear God, my Heavenly Father, Your Son is the key to eternal life. I believe in Jesus and will survive pain and strife. I will smell the lilies and watch them bloom. I will look for your heavenly guidance because I know that it is coming soon. Sacredly, Vicki Craig, thank you, Grandmother, for introducing me to God. Oh, Vicki, you know, I was going to ask you what motivated you to start writing a book called Letters to God, but your essay says it all. Your well, grandmother was such a huge influence. What yes. a beautiful essay. Yes, she was. She inspired me to write this book. Um, she's a survivor. She's 99 years old, and she has, she's had three heart attacks and a stroke. She survived through prayer. She let God fight all of her battles. Well, let's talk about the book that you're writing now, because I love the title, Letters to God. Thank you. I think all of us can uh, write a letter to God. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the book and who you're looking to as far as contributors. All right. Well, my goal is to bring the world together. I'm, I'm aiming to achieve world peace. Um, my view is that we're all one, and my concern is for humanity. And I'm looking for letters from people from all walks of life. Um, I've received letters from people from all walks of life, from celebrities, authors, and from everyday people. Um, I'm seeking letters from adults, teens, children, teachers, politicians, athletes, newspaper carriers, babysitters, you know, just people, secretary people. And are you Everybody. looking for religious uh, kinds of letters, or you don't, or does it well, matter? I'm, I'm looking for a variety of letters. The letters can be, well, I'm looking for letters from people who survive, um, just who overcome obstacles, challenges. Um, some of them can be insurmountable obstacles, just whatever challenge it, it, that has incurred in their life. Um, for instance, illness, um, letters dealing with how you overcame a particular illness or death of death of a loved one, or if you had a particular addiction, how did you overcome that addiction? If you're a single mom, a single parent, how have you overcome your situation? If you were involved with a disaster or if, if, if you're facing poverty or there has been abuse in your life or just any kind of life issue or letters of gratitude, if you've overcome and you just want to say thank you to your source of strength. If your source of strength, because we're dealing with different religions, it, it can be a spiritual being, it can be an object, it can be transcendental, it can be self-sufficiency, um, emphasis on yourself, just whatever that person's source of strength, what the God that they worship, the God that they, for prayer. So you know, what you're saying, Vicki, mm-hmm. is you are welcoming letters from everyone, regardless yes. of any religious affiliation. It's whatever they believe, be, right. it, it, because it's whoever the source of your belief is. Right. That no matter is who your their God. God is, that's correct. Oh, see, I think that can really, that really could contribute to world peace, because that seems to be what we're fighting over today. We're Thank in religion. You fighting against another and we if we want to be a survivor we really have to join hands and realize that we are all one as you were saying earlier thank you well what is the source of your strength vicky because again you have overcome and you're actually still dealing with rheumatoid arthritis Mm -hmm. yet you never ever give up you're like winston churchill you just keep going i've I've been defying odds all my life my strong my, my source of strength is my belief in God, my faith sustains me. I just have to step out on blind faith, and and that's my strength. Is that your? It's, your, it's faith through all these years. Yeah, and I, and I would say you probably use the other virtues too. It's probably faith, hope, and love. Oh, yes. Like yes, like Mother yes. Teresa says, love is repaid by love alone. Yes, I concur. Yes. And you have so much love in your heart. Well, you know, there are many people out there who are listening right now who have very difficult illnesses or Mm -hmm. obstacles to overcome. Mm -hmm. What kind of advice do you give to someone who may be going through something that's really 
tough right now? I would tell them to have faith or believe in their source of strength, whatever that might be. To always, I mean always, think positive. Always dispel the negative. Believe that the impossible is possible. And be determined, persevere, and again, think positive and always have hope. So it's positive. Optimism is key. Right. When you when you think that something is going to be okay, then it usually is. I mean, if you believe strong enough. I concur. And and dealing with adversity can truly be devastating, and you have to have a source of strength in order to survive. Well, with Letters to God, I want people to go to your website because you have um, a very comprehensive website where you actually have a couple of samples and, and some wonderful endorsements and things. So let's go ahead and give out your website, Vicki. www.vickicraig.com www.vickycraig.com and I want to say that Vicky is spelled with an I. Right. So Thank it's V I C K I C R A I G dot com. That's correct. Thank and, you. And you also have many books um, that you want to write. So you have many ideas for uh, this is going to be a series by the way. Right. So Thank you. for all of you listeners out there, if you really would like to share your story, go to VickiCraig.com and send Vicky an email with your letter to God and and let her know what it is that you're overcoming, what you've been through, what you're grateful for, what you have fun with and because the letters can be humorous, right? They can be right. poems. You're looking for anything. All that- letters are welcome. Any, feel free to use whatever style or draft your letter in any style you know, of your choice. You can ask questions. You can express gratitude for blessings. You can even express outrage. All letters, I cannot emphasize enough, all letters are welcome. So uh, what are you doing on a daily basis now to keep yourself strong so that you will be there so that you can do all your publicity for for your book, Letters to God? Because that's going to be, that's the hard part, as you know. You know, you write the book, but then you have to publicize it. Well, prayer. <laughs> prayer. Prayer. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. So we just, we're, you're going, you're giving the good fight by having faith, hope, and charity. Right. And you use prayer as your strength. But will you just tell me a couple of things before we go about your grandmother? Because throughout your essay, you talk about your grandmother was your initial strength. And she right. really made you closer to God. She introduced you to God. She, she's the one that sat you down and said, let's write a letter to God. So she really is your inspiration, right? She really is my inspiration. And, and longevity is really, is truly a blessing. And I believe the reason why um, God has blessed us with her presence for so long is because of the life, the example that she set for us, the, the life that she's lived. And she's always tried to live um, by the golden rule. That's one of her principles, to do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. And Again, I believe that's why he has graced us with her presence for such a long time. She, she, she's, she's, she has such devotion to God. I mean, it, it's just—it's—it's it's exemplary. Well, it Vicky, is. it really is. I want to thank you for being a guest on our show thank and you. sharing your example. You are so talented. You are very oh, gifted, and you are definitely a leader and a role model for other people. I'm very excited about your book, Letters thank to you. God, and I know that it will be a huge success. So let's tell people once again, go to the website, www.vickycraig.com, V-I-C-K-I, C-R-A-I-G dot com. Take a look at what she's looking for and create your letter to God. Give us one last comment before we go. Well, if you were to, the listeners, if you were to write a letter to God, what would you say? What do you believe or do not believe about a higher power as a source of strength? Your letter can tell a story. It can be a poem. It can relate to an obstacle, a challenge, a struggle. It can ask one question, it can ask several questions, it can express gratitude for blessings or even express outrage. Uh, I'm looking for letters that will, from people of any denomination, I mean, whatever your faith, whatever the gods serve, all letters are welcome. I'm seeking letters from people in the United States as well as letters from people in other countries, no matter who your God is. 
Well, we hope those letters keep coming. Well, Vicki Craig, you are a total delight. Thank Thanks you. for being the star that you are. And we'll look forward to the book in the bookstores. Her book, Letters to God, go to VickiCraig.com. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. More to come. Stay with us. This is calling out to me. This business of show business is all I want to be. smile lines making you frown? Do you long for a smoother, more radiant complexion? Well, Victoria McGillner joins us for holistic, non-surgical approach to youth and well-being on Star Style. Be the star you are. Coming right up. Trust in your heart. Believe in your voice. You make the change when you make the choice. Dream up your destiny. Looking for answers to those uncommon questions? Looking for a way to heal? Looking for spiritual guidance? Come visit www.angelstoguideyou.com. We are all blessed with spiritual helpers, spiritual gifts, and spiritual healing. Get in touch with your spirit. Get answers. Get healing. www.angelstoguideyou.com. Remember, you're not alone. angelstoguideyou.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. How do you find the right person for your job opening? Running a classified ad invites anyone with the price of a postage stamp and an envelope to send in a resume, thus costing you valuable time sorting through all the ineligible candidates. Better suggestion is to hire a professional recruiter, ask colleagues in your field about finding the right people, ask current customers and vendors who know your product and service, and, of course, review trade journals to learn more about star performers. When you do get a letter, a resume, or a phone call, pay more attention to what the candidate says about your company and how he can best serve as an asset to your growth. Check all references with permission and ask the most important question. If you could hire this person today... Would you do it? Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite for Star Style. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Star You Are is a 501c3 charity, and we broadcast your favorite authors and experts every week that enhance and empower you. Please keep the program on the air. Make a donation today. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org or call 925-376-7126. Thanks from the volunteers who dare to care. Well, Victoria Mogilner is a certified acupuncturist and a Chinese medicine practitioner, as well as an attest, um, and how did we say that word? Uh, esthetician. Esthetician. That's right. Sorry about that, Victoria. And Tai Chi instructor who combines her holistic teachings into a book that'll help you look and feel younger without Botox or surgery. The title of her book is Ancient Secrets of Facial Rejuvenation. Welcome, Victoria, to Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. It's a pleasure to be here. Victoria, I just had a brain bomb when I went to say esthetician. I don't know what I was thinking. I apologize. No problem. (laughs) Well, your book is wonderful because it is true. Today, it seems like all we ever read about are, you know, Botox parties and everybody's running to get under the knife. And instead, what you have done is... In your book, you have really given this holistic, non-surgical approach, and you start with diet and nature, and you combine everything that would be a process for healing and living a healthy life. That's correct. All right. So I, what I want to talk about is some of the traditions and philosophy of Chinese medicine, which, you, which is a, um, a study that's over 3,000 years old. What got you into studying Chinese medicine in the first place? That's a great question. Well, where I started was basically I was a patient first, and I had a history of bladder <laughs> infections, and then Chinese medicine actually healed me. 
So I started with my own process. And there's different types of Chinese medicine in terms of, A, treating the symptoms or going to a much deeper level, which was what my training and my own healing was about. And that's what I brought into my own practice. I was a psychotherapist first and then got into the field of oriental medicine. Well, and we talk about, when we talk about Chinese uh, medicine, we always hear about qi, mm-hmm. which is the life force. Correct. It's your spirit, your strong spirit, your vital, mm-hmm. your vital essence. Mm-hmm. So when our qi is out of whack, mm-hmm. then we're out of whack. Absolutely. And when we're depleted, low, or when we get depressed, we block our energy. And when you're feeling good about yourself, when you have that feeling of love and self-love and nourishment, you radiate that. But it's learning to be beautiful from the inside, and that radiates on the outside. And as you do that, you begin to be that face of beauty of who you are, and you become vital, warm, and loving. And I like this is what I like about your book more is because I'm a huge believer on the inside out. I really mm-hmm. believe that what we see on the outside is a reflection of what's on the inside. So when we nurture our inside, you know, we're going to have more youth and beauty and vitality, as you say, on the outside. But you actually go a step further in your book. You talk about the skin and, you know, a lot of people don't know that it's the largest organ in our body. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that is always a trivia question. What mm-hmm. is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a trivia question, but it's also, it shows everything and it's also the reflection of how we, what we put on the outside goes into the inside and it's matching both those levels in terms of the vibration, the love, the energy and the healing. Well, and of course today we have such issues with environmental pollution and, um, you know, stress, et cetera, mm-hmm. that it's even more important than ever before mm-hmm. to look inwards and to try to correct any imbalances that we may have on us. Mm-hmm. And so this is where I saw that your book can really, your book is really, um, is so whole because mm-hmm. it starts with you talk about diet mm-hmm. and and giving yourself warm nourishing foods and drinking the proper amount of water mm-hmm. and not getting too much liquid because then you get that condition called damped. Can mm-hmm. you talk about a, a little bit about the food first and then we'll talk about some of the exercises? Sure. The foods basically from a Chinese point of view is that everything should be warm and nurturing and that's very important because Salad should be at room temperature, but during the colder weather to eat soups and to not drink a lot of ice because that basically can cause dampness in the system. And what that would look like would be a bloatedness, a feeling of fullness in the tummy. And so everything in Chinese medicine is done from the practical point of view, to eat with love, to bless your food, to really become conscious. And I think we're at a point now on the planet where waking up is really the major call. And waking up in our lives, how we live our lives, how we treat our neighbors, how we treat ourselves, everything is a product of everything else. Oh, how true that is. How true that is. And I, what I really, really enjoy is the fact that we eat with love, we prepare food with love. Uh-huh. You know, that instead of rushing the way we do in fast food and you're eating in your car and you're putting on your makeup while you're drinking your coffee, uh-huh. instead, you know, stop, smell uh-huh. the roses, t- pause, uh-huh. pause a little bit. Well, one of the things, besides, you talk about all this in your book, but besides that, you actually give some acupressure treatments that are for common maladies that people can do for themselves. Uh-huh. So you can, you know, I don't know if you have any um, special one. Why don't I just choose one and maybe you could talk about it sure. a little bit. Because um, one of the things, I think that so many of us, we get headaches, uh-huh. right? And we get, we have like tired or we get dizzy. And you have one of these very simple exercises um, where you, it's a pressure, you know, a pressure point, uh-huh. and it where we get we get those lines on our brows. So, uh-huh. could you walk us through how we could do this simple exercise, and you know, that helps your face look younger? Yeah, there's a couple of points that we can do that make a big difference in your body and in your mind. You can start with um, there's two points that everyone knows or knows a lot about, which is the web of the thumb that as you work on that point between the index and the thumb, that as a great point for alleviating headaches and for getting tension relieved. 
and that's a fabulous one. And then right at the base of the skull, um, on either side of the, the, the spine, there's two major points that go directly to the eyes, and they relieve stress. They're good for insomnia, and they're good for tension headaches. So I use both of these points a lot. They're easy points to use. They're simple to work on, and anybody can get relief from that that's very easy to work with. Well, you're also an acupuncturist. Correct. 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 So, and you you own the East-West uh, Rejuvenation Center in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'd like to give out that website if that's all right. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's www. EWRejuvenationCenter.com, and I also do retreats here, and I certify people with the facial rejuvenation. And, you know, what better way to feel better than to do it naturally? Mm -hmm. Do it naturally because, you know, when we are healthy from the inside out, we're going to be healthy on the outside as well. Uh Herbal teas. I'm a big tea drinker, and I really believe in, you know, consuming uh, large amounts of liquids, or I don't know if it's large or it's just enough that makes me feel moist, I guess, Uh (laughs) makes me feel hydrated. Uh, You also in your book talk about how to brew the teas, which are a bit different than some of the ways that we've done it before or learned before because you talk about like uh, the barks of, if you're using bark, cinnamon, or sassafras, that you actually uh, put the, you simmer it for 20 minutes, is that correct? Yeah, you bring it to a boil and then you simmer that. But you actually bring the barks to a boil, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So it's not just the ways that we have done our mint teas um, in the past or other teas where you boil the water and then pour it on the leaves. You actually bring some of the roots and the flowers. When you're dealing with a root, that's what you do is that you bring that to a um, to a boil and then you simmer it. And how about how about like chamomile? Chamomile, you just basically put the water right over it. Okay, and so you don't have to boil no. that then. No. Okay, all right. That's a, I wasn't sure if that was the way it is. Now, living in harmony with the seasons, that is another chapter of your book mm-hmm. that I very much enjoyed because I do feel strongly that we are, you know, we are ruled by the seasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that in the springtime I feel very rejuvenated. I'm starting fresh. It's like a rebirth. Mm-hmm. And in winter I'm tired and I feel, I always say I'm a bear because I hibernate more. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, it's part of listening to our bodies. It's listening to our bodies, and it's like, we, for example, I got mono many, many years ago when I didn't listen. And if we listen when we get a cold or we get a sore throat, we take more time for rest, we can avoid a major illness in our life. But when we push ourselves, which is our tendency to do, that's where we get a lot of the mono. That's where we get a lot of the acute conditions that are happening today, the Epstein-Barr. And it's a matter of taking time to not push ourselves and really listening to what our body is telling us. Our body is giving us messages all the time. I call it tummy talk. When your tummy is happy, and you get a message that it feels right, go for it. But if it doesn't feel right, you start to constrict, like say you have an offer for something and you're in conflict. If your tummy begins to shut down, you know that you need to listen to that. Well, the idea is balance. Mm -hmm. So get a copy of the book. It's called Ancient Secrets of Facial Rejuvenation. This is a holistic, non-surgical approach to youth and well-being. Victoria Mogilner, M-O-G-I-L-N-E-R, and go to her website, EWRejuvenationCenter.com. Victoria, thank you so much for being a guest on Be The Star You Are. And I am going to use some of these wonderful recipes that you have in your book to help me feel better. And I'm definitely going to try that anti-wrinkle treatment. Thank you so much. Thank you, Victoria. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Well, thank you all for being great listeners and allowing us into your life each week. Make sure you're tuned to this station. 
conversation every week with me, Cynthia Bryan, and with Libby Gill. We are your personal growth success coaches, your life coaches, and we hope to give you expert advice and help you have some fun and success. You'll also hear from renowned experts and authors from around the world because you can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul, Be the Star You Are, Miracle Moments, and The Business of Show Business, visit my website, star-style.com, or call 925-377-STAR. And for Libby Gill, go to www.libbygill.com. May there be peace within you today. May you trust your highest power that you're exactly where you're meant to be. May you use the gifts that you've received and pass on the love that has been given to you. And may we all sing, dance, and bask in the sun. Our aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. And until next week when we celebrate, my name is Cynthia Bryan from Star Style. I'm thanking you and encouraging you. And listen to Frankie Lane, a legend and a star. Go out in the world, be the star you are. Thanks so much. Singing lovely songs of love is all I ever dreamed of. This business of show business is no stroll in the park. This business like no business can hold you in the dark. That voice keeps calling you The choice is in your heart Then this business I show